Today on Hardwired. God is our refuge and He's our strength in the time of trouble, in the time of change. God is the one we run to. I tell people, what are you going through? Well, I'm going through some trials. Then run to God. Wrap yourself around God. Lean on God. Seek the face of God. You are listening to Hardwired with Pastor Jeff Wickwire, the founder and senior pastor of Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Maybe you've noticed that our culture is pretty messed up these days, which makes people feel anxious and filled with questions. They want peace, but have a hard time finding it or making it last. Well, Pastor Jeff is going to share in the message today about how you can finally be filled with hope, security, and most importantly, that peace you're looking for. We know that you're going to enjoy the message, but you can also listen to it again or any of the messages anytime you would like at our website, hardwired.org. Let's get right to the message. Here's Pastor Jeff to tell us what's coming up today on Hardwired. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Hardwired. Thank you so much for joining us. You know, one of the things I've learned about walking with the Lord is you've got to be willing to flow and to flex with the way He leads. Our God is always moving us onward, forward, and upward, and we can't be stilted. We can't insist on sticking in one place. We need to learn how to change our schedule, how to work with the way God is leading us, how to go with the flow without drowning. And so that's what we're going to talk about in this edition of Hardwire today. How do I go with the flow? How do I flow with God, flex with God, walk with God, where I'm able to do what He leads me to do? I'm there on time, and I'm doing exactly what He has destined for me to do on that day. I'm so excited to share part two of the message, how to go with the flow without drowning. Let's jump right in. I'm going to talk to you about something that we all experience, and that is change. And I would wager to bet if I were a better that more of you than not in your personal lives are in some kind of a change. Psalms 46, 1 through 3, we're talking about change or croak. And I really believe it's true. Either you change or you croak, you petrify, you freeze, you fail to advance. It says in verse 1 of Psalms 46, God is our refuge and strength. He's a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, and though the mountains shake with its swelling. The passage we just read, Psalms 46 called the encouragement psalm, is all about change. He's describing the overwhelming uh, emotions that can accompany a great change. Listen to the way he describes it. And I think he's just kind of, he's imagining, he's saying, what if? Or it feels like when you're in change. The earth is being removed. It can feel that way. You ever felt like the earth was moving under your feet and you weren't in a, an earthquake, you were in a self-quake. You were changing. Something in your life was changing. He goes on to describe the feeling that the mountains, it feels like the mountains are being shaken into the midst of the sea and the waters of the sea are roaring and foaming. It's like everything around me, he's saying, is shaking and shifting 
and changing. And he's talking about the most amazing change possible. Mountains slipping into the sea. The familiar landscape changing. Everything altering. He's describing everything normal and familiar being shaken and shifting. He's describing massive change, tumultuous change. Now, thank God, most of the change that you and I go through is not that severe. Every once in a while, you'll go through a major experience where it seems like everything that can be shaken is being shaken in your life. But most of the change that we go through is lighter than that, slighter than that, but it's real. Major areas of our life can change. You may suddenly lose a job. I talk to people who experience that all the time. You can lose a job that you've had for years, even decades, and suddenly it changes for some reason or another, and you're left with the unfamiliar. So how do you embrace change when change comes? Change has come to you. How do you embrace it? How do you flow with it? How do you go with it? How do you extract from it everything that you can? How do you let change work for your good instead of letting it derail you? It begins with God. It begins with God. David says three things about God and us in a time of change in Psalms 46, one through three. Here's what he says. God's our refuge. He's our strength. And he's there. He's our refuge. He's our strength and he's there. Now I wanna to talk to you about those three. Can you say with me, God is my refuge. Now let me tell you a fact about people. This is just something I've observed in almost a quarter of a century of pastoring people. Some people run from God when their predictable life is upset with change. When change comes, some people run from God and they, they grow cool to God. And yet others have learned that God is a great comfort and he's a place of peace in the turbulent waters of change. I've seen that the same sun that melts butter hardens clay. Some people in the presence of change become hardened to God and they, they run from him, they dodge him, they duck from him. But other people, when change comes and difficulties and trials come, they melt in the presence of God, they run to God. I want us to know today, there's only one place to go when life is challenging you. Don't run from God. Don't seek solace somewhere else, but run to God. Because that's what a refuge is. A refuge is something you run to in a time of danger. You run to a refuge. You don't run from it because a refuge is a shelter. Kathy and I were in a hailstorm one day, and she would say a hellstorm. Sometimes she says, it's helling out. And I said, helling? <laughs> to her, hail is, is hell. <laughs> so in our house, it's a hell storm. <laughs> I mean, I just, and I'm working with her on that, but she's never going to change and neither am I. <laughs> so, so we were in a hail storm and Actually, we were driving down the highway and we heard that it was coming and the eye, the sky was that dark, sick, green looking and you could tell that it was coming. We were, we were pedaled to the metal trying to get home, but we didn't make it. All of a sudden, it began to fall. We just happened to be near a cement bridge and we pulled over right there, got our place of safety, cars piled in behind us and we felt so bad for the people that had to keep right on going 
under the cement and out into that hailstorm. Some of them pulled over under trees and other kinds of shelter that weren't near as good. And we noticed, of course, that those that got under the trees did not have full protection. And the hail broke through the leaves and broke through the branches and beat down on their cars and greatly damaged them. We could just hear State Farm's number being called millions of times the next day. But it spoke to me when I saw that because you see, a lot of us, when change comes and trials come, we head for a tree. We go for something lesser than God. We look for worldly philosophies or we try to find our strength and solace and comfort in something fleshly. And we try to protect ourselves and use our own strength. And it's just like those trees, that doesn't protect you from the hail. God is our refuge. And he's our strength in the time of trouble, in the time of change. God is the one we run to. I tell people, what are you going through? Well, I'm going through some trials. Then run to God. Wrap yourself around God. Lean on God. Seek the face of God. God is our refuge and he's our strength. Kathy and I sat under that bridge. Not one thing touched us. And my message to you today is straight from the word of God. These are not my thoughts. This is what the Bible says. And I want you to hear this because the Bible promises if God is our refuge, he will be like a cement bridge. Not one hailstorm will touch you. Now, I'm going to say that again. Now, you say, well, Pastor, I have felt the hail hit me. But I'm going to tell you what. You've heard about the Teflon Don. Let me talk to you about, to you about Teflon saints. The Teflon Don, the leader of the mafia, they said nothing can touch him. He's always dodging the law. Nothing ever sticks. But he ended up in prison. But let me tell you about you. If God is your refuge, you'll be the Teflon saint. Let the hail fall. The floods will come. The winds will blow. The fire will burn. But it will not touch you. And I'm going to tell you, from the word of God, this is true. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were delivered from the burning fiery oven, you remember that? The three Hebrew children who knew Daniel, they had been taken from Jerusalem. They were living in Babylon in captivity. And one day, Nebuchadnezzar, on a massive ego trip, had a huge statue built of himself. And he said, when the trumpet blows, I want everybody to bow down to this statue and worship the idol of me. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were given a huge choice. What do we do? Do we bow down to an idol, bow down to a false image, and deny our God? Or do we go into the burning, fiery oven promised, guaranteed for those who will not bow down. And they said, Nebuchadnezzar, we will not bow down to your image. Either God is with us or he's not. But even if he's not, we will not worship your image. And the trumpet blew and they did not bow, bend, back down or break. They stood tall for God in a heathen, pagan culture. They came and they got them. Nebuchadnezzar is so furious. He said, turn up the oven seven times hotter than normal. It began to roar like a mighty rushing wind. It roared. So hot was this oven, those who threw them in were incinerated on the spot by the heat of this oven. And they went down. Everybody said, see ya. They thought they were vapor before they even hit the bottom. 
But as the fire began to subside hours later, Nebuchadnezzar peeked down. And when he peeked down, he said, did we not throw three down there? And they said, yes, O king, three. And he said, then how is it I see four? And the fourth one looks like the son of God. And they looked down there. Now watch this. They looked down there and they saw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego dancing with a fourth man jumping up and down, having the time of their life. The cords that had tied their hands were burned off of them. And the Bible records this. When they were brought out, while everybody looked at them so wide-eyed and shocked and stunned, they could not speak. It says, not a hair of their heads was singed. Their coats were unscorched, and they didn't even smell like smoke. I'm telling you, not one hailstone will stick. Not one flame will burn. You'll come out from the change and from the trials with not even the smell of smoke on you. We'll get back to Pastor Jeff in a moment to close out today's program. But first, I want to share something about our program. Our mission is actually very simple to share the life-changing good news of Jesus Christ in a way that gets hardwired into your life. And we trust these messages from Pastor Jeff aren't something you can only listen to and enjoy, but that they inspire you to share with others. The message of the gospel is something everyone needs to hear, and that's why it's a priority to us. And you get to join us in this important mission. Call us at 877-884-3111 to say you're in or drop us a line at our website, hardwired.org. Well, here's Pastor Jeff with the rest of today's program. Folks, I'm telling you, I hope you came to listen because I came to preach today about the reality of my faith. It may take a little bit of time, it may take some, you'll cry some tears. I'm not saying you won't hurt. I'm not saying you won't go through some trouble. I'm not saying you won't have a broken heart. I'm not saying that you will not experience pain. But what I am telling you is there is one fighting for you and you will hold your peace. He will bring you out on the other side. And when he brings you out on the other side, people say, wait a minute, you just went through hell. How is there a skip in your step and a gleam in your eye and a smile on your face? How how are you still in church? How are you still praising God? How are you still in prayer? You ought to be dead by now. And you say, well, I've got a little secret. It's called the Holy Ghost and fire, and it's keeping me alive. Isn't this what we need to be hearing instead of three points and a poem, instead of sickly sermons to sickly Christians? Don't we need to be hearing about what your faith in God can really do? Don't we need to be hearing the promises instead of just sitting on the premises? What'd you do in church today? We sat on the premises. If they ask you, I want you to say, we heard about the promises. Listen to what the Bible says. The child of God may pass through very difficult and hurtful experiences. Oh yeah, many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivers him from them all. But if you seek the Lord and you respond to his grace, don't walk away, don't get bitter, don't give up on God. If you stay in there, keep seeking him, hang on, read your Bible, pray, don't walk away. Isaiah wrote, when you go through deep waters and great troubles, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. And he says, when you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not 
be burned up. The flames will not consume you. Jehovah Rophi that we hear about all the time, the Lord who heals. You know what it really means? The Lord who heals from life's bitter experiences. That's what Jehovah Rophi means. Jehovah Rophi was revealed at the bitter waters of Marah while the children of Israel needed water and the water was bitter. And Moses went and he got a stick from a tree and he came and he touched that bitter water with that stick and it became sweet water. And God was pointing down the road to the cross, the ultimate piece of wood. And when that is put into the bitterness of your soul, it turns bitter waters sweet. There's healing in Jehovah Rophi for the inside of you, your broken heart, your shattered life, your disillusionment, your discouragement, your hurt. The cross placed in that bitterness turns bitter water sweet. Good preaching, I'm telling you. We need to hear this. Not only is he our refuge, he's our strength. The Bible says God is our refuge and strength in times of change. He's our strength. Now I want you to listen to this powerful psalm. This psalm rocks. Listen to this. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you who want above all else to follow your steps. Now notice he's talking to somebody who's not just a once a month church goer, who's not walking with God, not seeking him, a little bit religious. Uh-uh, he's talking about somebody who wants above all else to follow his steps. When they walk through the valley of weeping, look what he says, when they walk through the valley of weeping, it will become, can everybody say with me, become? The valley of weeping will become a place of springs where pools of blessing and refreshing collect after rains. They will grow constantly in strength. That's the promise when the Lord is your refuge. You will grow constantly in strength. Kathy and I lived for seven years in East Texas. We had four acres of land and every year in the springtime, it would just pour cats and dogs. I mean, just torrential rains. And the creek that we had in our backyard would rise and become a river. And after a couple of days, it would subside. And all over our land, you would see little pools of water that didn't used to be there. Little pools of water. And you'd see the birds fly down and hop up to these pools of water and jump in and, and do what they do, ruffle their feathers and do their little bird jig. And, and you could tell that's the way they rejoice. And they just fluff their feathers and they would rejoice in this water. Now, what was a storm becomes a pool of blessing. And here's what he's telling us. When God is your refuge, he's not saying you won't cry. Weeping endures for a night, but there is a time limit on it. God's got his hand on the dial because joy comes in the morning. Now, the lost man can't say that because to somebody lost without God and without hope in the world, weeping endures for night after night after night and month and year and lifetime, and you die in your sin. There is not this promise for the lost, but this promise is for the found. Weeping may endure for a night. Yeah, you'll cry. Yeah, you'll hurt. Yeah, you'll feel it. You're human. You've got skin on you. But when God's your refuge, joy comes in the morning. And what was once a storm, what was once a storm, thundering and lightning and fearful displays. 
the sun rises and it leaves pools of water. And what was tears are now pools of refreshing for the person who has made God their strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. That word wait means wrap yourself around. If I had a piece of string and a steel cable and I wrap that string around that steel cable, that string is as strong as the cable. Jesus is a steel cable. And when your faith wraps around him in the time of change and difficulty, you're as strong as he is. That's why you go from strength to strength and victory to victory and faith to faith because you're not like somebody lost. You've got a savior in the inside of you and he's gonna pull you through, stand you up, dust you off, give you a brand new future and carry you forward into a better day. He is, I know he is. This is God. When God is your strength, you can go through any change. Now, the last thing he says is, God is present. When I was praying last night, I was in my bedroom and I had the door shut and I was kneeling at my bed and I just sensed that presence of God. And I found myself saying this, Lord, if you're not going with us, don't send me. I've got to have your presence. I covet the presence of God. And right then I remembered Moses prayed the same thing. Moses prayed the same thing. And I realized that God has always promised his presence. The Living Bible says that God is a tested help in times of trouble. Literally in the Hebrew, an indwelling helper. Another name for God in the Bible is Jehovah Shammah, not just Rofi, but Shammah. And it means the Lord is there. He's a present God. He's there. He's not out creating other worlds. He's not off helping the Billy Grahams of this world to the exclusion of you. He's there. The Lord is your Jehovah Shammah. He is there. He's here. He was there yesterday. He's already in your tomorrow. You're surrounded. He's in you. He's above you. He's below you. He's beside you. He's everywhere. His presence is covenanted to be with you. He told Moses, behold, I send an angel before you to keep you in the way and bring you to the place that I have prepared. I'm not gonna leave you, Moses. My angel is going with you. And God, again, God said, my presence shall go with you and I will give you rest. And Moses prayed what I prayed last night. He said, if your presence doesn't go with me, don't carry us up from here because I'm not gonna go without you. Isaiah testified of God's people saying, in all their affliction, he was afflicted and the angel of his presence saved them. The angel of his presence saved them. I read a story about a little boy. He was frightened one night by a very loud thunderstorm. He called to his father in the next room and he said, daddy, I'm scared. Father called back from the next room, son, don't be scared. God is with you. The boy paused for a moment and then said, yeah, but I want someone with skin on them right now. <laughs> I understand that. We want somebody there. And this is exactly what God did. One day he sent someone with skin on them. Really? Yeah. Isaiah predicted the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name God with us. Emmanuel, God with us. 
And so what is Jesus? He's God there. And wherever you happen to be, that's there. And wherever you go, that's there. And where is God? He's there. Now, if he's my refuge and if he's my strength and if he's my present help, I can go through any change. I can navigate any challenge and I can go through it and come out on the other side with victory. He's our refuge we run to. He's our strength we lean on and he's our presence we draw from. If I lean on those three things, I can go through anything. I can do anything. I can survive anything. I don't know where you are today, but is he your refuge? Is he your strength? Is he your very present help? Well, if you don't know it, he is. Lean on him. We appreciate you listening today to Hardwired with Pastor Jeff Wickwire. Every program we do has one main thing in mind, and that's to share the hope and good news of Jesus Christ to people who need to hear this message and hardwire the teaching into their daily life. That's what this ministry is all about. So if you've been encouraged by the message, we would love to hear about it. Pick up your phone and give us a call at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. Or go online to our website at hardwired.org. And be sure to bookmark the web address to your favorites folder so you can come back often. Also, would you consider getting on board with us as a faithful ministry partner? Your valuable contribution makes a big difference to us in helping to get the message of the gospel out through this program to people everywhere. Your generosity along with this ministry is reaching people in a way that you may never have the ability to do on your own. So jump on board as a hardwired partner by calling us at 877-884-3111 or go online to hardwired.org, 877-884-3111 or hardwired.org. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you so very, very much. Have a great rest of the day and thanks for listening to Hardwired. Hardwired.